Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Marinovsky. That's Connor Ryan. It's October 3rd. Happy October, Connor. What is up? Evan, I'm doing well. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Uh, it was uh, Sunday, the Patriots game. Oof. Bruins can't come soon enough. Can't come soon enough. Thank God Bruins are around the corner. Celtics soon to be around the corner as well. Media Day was was Monday, but I know our listeners mainly care about Bruins, which makes sense. This podcast is literally On called Bruins Beat. Bruins Beat. Um, before we start, I do, this is a Red Sox thing, I do want to uh, give our condolences to the Wakefield family. Um, heartbreaking news. I mean, that is, that transcends sports, that amazing guy. I know he's an obviously an incredible uh, knuckleballer, great pitcher, 200 wins, third in team history, but um, as sad, just so sad. Just so freaking sad. Um, and I want to send our best to uh to the Wakefields. Um, because that was as sad. I mean, that was just devastating. When I saw that news on Twitter, I mean, just rips your heart out. I don't know yeah. if you have any thoughts on it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a testament to Tim Wakefield and everything he did, uh, both for the Red Sox and just for the city, for um, you know, I mean, played for what 17 seasons in, in Boston, but also was active beyond that. Um, you hear all the the praise uh, from his teammates, which was all absolutely well-earned for everything he did in terms of, uh, you know, the innings he ate up for this team, the delivering clutch moments, giving up his roster spot in the 07 World Series, which is a selfless move. Um, those are things that we've all come to expect from Wakefield, but I think it's a testament to him as a person that you hear all these other stories, the hospital visits he had, the stuff that was unannounced that, you know, people he didn't want to make a big deal of, um, not because he wanted – press for it or anything, but just because it was the right thing to do for this community that he really adopted uh, over the years. So, yeah, I mean, I'm echoing what you said, Evan. It's just devastating for a guy that always seemed to be a constant. I think for all of us growing up watching baseball, you knew every fifth day Tim Wakefield was going to be out there. Um, And, yeah, it is just a a tragic kind of set of events for a guy that meant so much beyond just what he did on the mound. Um, It just what a impressive legacy to leave behind, though, for a guy like him who – I think, uh, you know, is felt in this community beyond his achievements on the baseball field. 
Yeah, and again, 2010 Roberto Clemente award winner, um, just an amazing person off the field. Uh, you know, you never heard a bad word about the guy. Uh, just the hospital visits, as you said, the the charity events, um, just being a good person uh, went so far. And just, again, uh, so very sad sending condolences. I know we sent condolences on Poke the Bear to the Snows, but want to also do that as well. Yes. Um, Chris Snow passed away uh, last week. Incredibly, again, incredibly sad. An inspiration to everybody. I mean, that was the thing with Chris Snow, like just so inspirational. Um, and we'll always, uh, we'll always remember him, um, for his courageous fight and just uh, again, uh, you know, thoughts and and prayers to to his family. Um, anyways, uh, to transitioning to Bruins a bit. Uh, big week for prospects. Um, this is a huge week. Three games. We're recording this Monday afternoon. Connor getting in the season where. Sometimes there's nothing he could do. Uh, we tried to maneuver the schedule. Hey, should we record Tuesday instead? But then we'd be missing Tuesday's game. So we said, screw it. We're just going to record Monday afternoon. And what happens Monday night happens Monday night. Um, so Bruins play the Flyers in Philly on Monday, uh, then playing in Tuesday and then Thursday. So a uh, big week of games for the prospects. Uh, big news coming in over the weekend. Uh, Alex Chason released... Uh, I, you know, Saturday night or excuse me, Friday night's game uh, wasn't super noticeable. Um, and that kind of came at a, that was a little bit of a trend for Cheyasan could never really find his footing. Again, Heinen kind of spoke to it being on a PTO. There's not a lot of room for error. Um, and Cheyasan released again, you kind of had the net front presence with James Van Riemsdyk. Um, couldn't really keep up with the pace in some areas. So, I mean, just kind of curious what, what your thoughts were on a, on a guy like Cheyasan. Yeah, I mean, as you said, if you're a PTO candidate, the odds are kind of against you anyway. And uh, I think you look at just some of those games, as you said, a lot of Chazon's skills and his impact, especially maybe last year with Detroit, was a lot on the power play, especially the net from guy. As you said, the Bruins already have multiple guys there, not even just James and Reemsike, but you look at a, a guy like Jake DeBrusque has been in that spot. Charlie Coyle has seen a little bit of the net front as well. Like they have multiple guys that, can step in there. I don't know if like Shea Sun was necessarily going to be the the X factor in that role. So for him to carve out a spot, he'd have to show that he can still play with pace, still impact the game at five on five play. And I just, just don't think you saw enough of that o- over his uh, his time during preseason action. And again, it's a testament to just the amount of other guys the Bruins have. They didn't say the Bruins have the deepest forward core, but whether you look at guys like Dan Heinen, you look at Jesper Boquist, you look at all these younger players like Merkulov or Lysel or what have you that are still kind of in that mix, still trying to make a good impression over these last couple of days of preseason action. Um, when it comes to Cheyasan leapfrogging all those guys to then going out and earning a contract, again, the odds are not going to be in his favor going into this camp. And again, you look at just the amount of bodies the, the Bruins have down there in the bottom six, just wasn't going to work out. So hopefully, you know, thankfully the Bruins – uh, are in this spot where they can at least release him now and see if he can stick with another team. Um, you know, chayasan has been very candid about the struggles of being this guy who's gone through multiple PTO contracts, not having a lot of security and fighting through that. So, um, you know, he said he's committed to still playing in North America and some, you know, whether it's NHL, AHL. So hopefully he just lands somewhere and, and kind of keeps on that career because he has kind of, you know, extended his career by, years beyond what I think most people have imagined. So hopefully he does land in another spot uh, in the, the weeks ahead. Yeah. I mean, you, again, there's only so many spots for a guy with a PTO. Um, and again, I felt like it was sort of him versus Heinen at times. And I just think Heinen always kind of had the inside edge, obviously the Montgomery connection uh, you have, you know, Heinen played here, developed here. 
Um, clearly a little more comfortable here than Chase on, and that makes sense. But I think Heinen just kind of ad- adapts to their identity, uh, to this team's identity more than 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 Chase on did or or obviously does. Um, Monday night's game line combinations. Very interested in some of these. Uh, Patra Matthew Patra. We were talking before. Uh, it's Patra, not Poitras, not Poitras. Patra. Patra. It's Patra. It's just Matthew Patra. I like how it's just right to the point. Patra. Uh, he is still here. Patra is still here. Has not been sent back to OHL uh, tra- well, training. I think the season has started in the OHL, right? Or the training camp started. I believe I believe at the very least camp has started. I'm not, again, not an expert on the, the junior hockey, but I do know they are in full swing. It's not like they're just waiting and he's going to be chilling for a few days before he get, if he gets sent back down to the OHL. He's kind of going to go full speed ahead of what they have. So he's still kind of in this precarious spot right now the limbo a bit uh but in a good way in a very good way um he will play monday night between jesper boquist and mark mclaughlin and i find that interesting because it feels like those are three guys who are uh battling hard for roster spots we'll start with patra uh what did you think of his game friday because i mean got knocked around a bit but seemed to be really kind of sticking in there and and staying with it i know joe sacco mentioned after the game you know hey you know a mark of a young player is, you know, can they still be at their best at the end of their shift? Seems like it's a little area of weakness for him, but what did you think of his game Friday? All right, quick second here to tell you about our good friends over at FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Again, that's $200 in bonus bets win or lose if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel there's no better time to get in on the action the app is so easy to use there's a wide range of betting options including spreads player props over-unders and more so visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season again FanDuel.com slash Boston FanDuel the official partner of the NFL 21 Plus and present in mass, hope is here. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. All right, now... Back to the conversation. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was pretty encouraging. Obviously, you weren't going to get the, the two-point game like he had in the Bruins' first preseason game. But um, the the struggles that are you come to expect for a younger guy like him, who's, I mean, he's, what, 170 pounds, but knocked around quite a bit in the third period. As you said, credit to him that he wasn't, you know, avoiding contact, got right back up when he was over at the net front area, got knocked along the board, still kind of got up, still makes those smart plays that, minimizes how much of a punishment he can take in terms of moving the puck quickly, shielding uh, shielding himself, protecting the puck, those kind of things. Um, had a few really solid passes. He had that one pass, so I think it was uh, Merkulov, who almost had a kind of a one-time chance down low that unfortunately uh, didn't work out. He almost had that game winner in overtime, that, that backhand shot that went off the post as well, which would have, I think, probably really forced the, the Bruins' hand, not in terms of like, all right, you got a spot, but like, all right, are we considering this kind of nine-game audition form? Like, you know, that's kind of just the the optics of it, at least. Um, 
But no, I mean, he's still a guy that even if, you know, these challenges in terms of fighting through the physicality are all things we expect, he's at least showing, you know, the ability to fight through that. Now, is that willingness to fight and adapt on a fly enough to warrant the Bruins carving out a roster spot for him and dealing with the, I think, inevitable bumps in the road that would come with a 19-year-old kid every single day against NHL competition? Like, I think that's the, the toughest challenge, right? It's not just the getting amped for one or two games. How many times have we seen, you know, Frank Vetrano or Ryan Donato, these guys score like one or two games in. You're like, Seth Griffin. Here. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like you, you see that skill. And again, that's it. These guys are all talented, but it's continuing that pace or at least continuing to impact games in multiple areas over 82 games every single day, taking a punishment like that. That's where it gets tough. You know, when you hit those kind of dog days. So, I mean, I think, Patra has been very, very solid. I think he's maybe exceeded expectations in terms of, um, you know, he's really elevated his stock, but against AHL competition, NHL competition, he's he's held his own so far. But I still think barring uh, another game where he takes over tonight um, on Monday, I still think you're still looking at more of giving him an extended run this preseason. He's, you know, turned some heads, but I think he's still on the outside looking into the NHL spot, but we'll see how he does tonight. Like, I think this is a big test for him if he's got McLaughlin and Boquist of, all right, we know you have playmaking capabilities. We can stick you with guys like Marchand and Pasternak and those guys. Let's see if you can drive play with guys that are maybe, you know, bottom six NHL players, guys that are fighting for spots just like you. You come out of this game with three assists with, with those guys. Uh, it's not as an indictment on Boquist or McLaughlin, but in terms of just where you were to start preseason then maybe you have something here if you can drive play in that different role. I just, I, I like, I, and I see some of the tenor on Twitter changing of like, no, he's ready. Like, you know, keep him here. But it's like, he's 19. You have the option to send him to the OHL for a year of seasoning. You have centers right. here. Now, again, do any of your centers have the ceiling of a Patra? You know, maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, again, like, you know, we kind of know the ceiling on coil Zaka. We're still waiting. You know, we're still, there's still, there's a good amount of hope there that there's kind of another gear. Um, and yep. geeky is what he is. You know, they're hoping obviously kind of a, a sort of a progression on that third line potentially, but you know, if they were rebuilding, it'd be one thing. Cause it'd be like, all right, you know, see what you got in the top, you know, let him develop in the NHL, which is by the way, a kind of a brutal thing to stick a, especially a 19 year old in the NHL, 82 games, physical guys fighting for roster spots and, you know, this sounds crazy, but like, you know, it in the pros, especially in the bottom six, those guys are trying to stay in the NHL and trying to, you know, get their next contract and feed their families and things like that. Like it's a it's a brutal thing down there sometimes. And going from junior hockey straight to the NHL is a freaking huge jump. I'm not saying he can't do it, but to do it night in and night out when you have the option to go back, do another year, develop does not mean he's bad. It does it, it doesn't mean he's not even good enough to be up here. I think he is probably good enough to be up here, but an extra year of development. What's wrong with that? I mean, I, I, I don't see the issue with it. And you, again, you have coil and Zaka. Um, now again, my guess is Patra has a good rest of training camp. This is my guess. They send him back to, to the OHL has an amazing year and he comes in next training camp and you're like, okay, that's potentially like the number two center on this team. Yeah. And that changes things because you have the cap space. So Again, I'm getting ahead of myself here. I'm getting so ahead of myself, but it's hard not to sometimes. Let's say, yeah, Patra comes into next training camp and is projected to be like a, a number one or two center. And you go out and maybe sign or trade for 
again, you have to figure out how you do that, but we'll see when that comes a legit number one center, or maybe you draft one. Okay. So what if those are, you know, those are your two set top two centers. You got Patra and whoever the guy is you go out and get. And suddenly maybe Coyle can be your three C and Zaka's, you know, maybe Zaka is still fighting to be the number one center or he's on the wing. This is like the, the Charlie Kelly. Uh, it's always yes. funny, just like putting it all together. Like maybe this and this and this. I think, I, I think we all go into that rabbit hole. Don't we? We do. We do. I, it, it, it happens. Ty Anderson will text us at like one 30 in the morning and be like, what if like, and we're like, what? Um, but I, I do think though, I honestly think, you know, uh, he provides a lot of, a lot of hope in the future, but I just don't feel the need to rush it now. I just don't. Um, and again, if he lights the world on fire, these next couple games this week in the, in the preseason, awesome. Then you have a super decision on your hands. But um, again, I think at the bare minimum, it's been a really successful camp for him. Again, we're not writing him off yet, but you know, and again, I get the, the want to have him up here. He's exciting. It's exciting mm-hmm. prospect. Like you've got something here, but ugh, I don't, again, we said it, I think like last week, Providence has never been so perfect for someone. <laughs> he can't yeah, go there. Exactly. <laughs> so um, unfortunate stuff. Um, McLaughlin and Boquist, what have you thought of them in camp? Yeah. Uh, you know, McLaughlin's been solid for what his role is. I don't think he's maybe popping as much as last year when I think there was legitimate uproar about him being the odd man out again, it ends up working out in terms of Lauco kind of stepping up to that task, but you know, McLaughlin is what he is in terms of, he's maybe not flashy, but I think can be a guy. I don't know if he's got the inside edge to make the team out of camp right now, but if you're got injuries or you want to switch things up on that fourth line, which I think is going to happen, I think you're going to see a lot of different combinations on the, this bottom six as the year goes on. Uh, McLaughlin's definitely one of the first guys up uh, in that capacity. Um, and Boak was, it was pretty solid in, I believe it was that game on Tuesday against Buffalo. Uh, yeah. He was, you know, really moving his feet. I still think he's better, you know, people mention him as potentially a guy that could be in the running off for 4C. I think he's best on the wing. Um, and again, he's a guy, the speed is evident, can make things happen, which is kind of what Jim Montgomery noted about uh, his game on uh, on the road against Buffalo. Um, so he, he's right in the mix as well, whether it's third line, if he's with potentially a geeky and Frederick, gives you a little bit more speed there. Maybe there's more offense to unlock, which is what I think they're, open to get from a guy like him um, could also be a fourth line guy. If you're trying to add more speed, maybe less physicality, if you'd rather him over a guy like Greer or Lauco. Um, so he's right in the mix as well. A, a, a big step forward for him tonight uh, on Monday uh, would really kind of help solidify his chances. Cause it seems like he's kind of got the inside edge as opposed to some of these other players, but I'd like to see a little bit more, maybe tangible production, or a little bit more of those shifts here or there. You're like, wow, this guy's, taking over. You've seen that even from younger players like a Quatra or like a Beecher where they have one or two of these shifts that really kind of stand out more of that from Boquist really helped his chances of making this team this week. Yeah. It's there's, I mean, I'm writing even right. I'm writing down sort of ideas for like the third line. I mean, do you go Heinen geeky Frederick? Do you go, uh, you know, um, do you go uh, Boquist geeky Frederick? Like, you know, on the fourth line, are you putting uh, are you putting Beecher or Brown there? Are you putting Heinen? You know, you have Lucic. What about Lauko, who had a great fight the other night? Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to touch on Beecher and Brown a bit because it feels like those are the two uh, remaining standing for that four C role. Um, obviously, you know, Beecher, the young first round pick, looking to kind of get his first full time spot in the NHL. Um, Patrick Brown, sort of the grizzled veteran, who you kind of know what you're going to get. 
has a clear identity. Um, do you have any sense where they're leaning? Quick break in the action to tell you about our delicious friends over at HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. A crazy schedule can make it easy to fall back into your dinner time recipe rut. But keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every week. There's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. Turn to HelloFresh Market for yummy add-ons and enjoy the season's limited time fall flavors lineup. It's that time of year, right? Things get you in the mood like apple cider cake with caramel sauce or please a crowd with appetizers like the old reliable barbecue pulled pork nachos. And by the way, don't forget the mini pumpkin cheesecake. Perfect for, you know when you need a me time treat? That's when that's perfect for. Personally, I love all that stuff, but I'm a real big fan of the chicken sausage spaghetti bolognese. All the ingredients come fresh from the crushed tomatoes, to the Italian chicken sausage mix, to the Parmesan cheese. It's delicious, and I feel like a chef when I'm doing it. What's better than that? And this is a busy time of year for me with hockey starting up. I don't always have a ton of time, so this recipe makes it quick to enjoy something amazing. So... Join in on the fun. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Bruins and use code 50Bruins for 50% off plus free shipping. Again, go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Bruins and use code 50Bruins for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Now, back to the show. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I mean, I think we'll probably get a much clearer picture after Monday's game, I think. Because the problem with Patrick Brown, if you asked me before camp started, I would say that he has the inside edge. He's the veteran. They sign him the first day of free agency, even if maybe he's not a guy that really kind of pops out for, for Bruins fans. Really good in the faceoff dot, sound two-way guy. Uh, I think was on pace for like 150 hits to be played. You know, I think he only played 60 games, but a physical guy for what that role is. Kind of makes plenty of sense, right? Has BC connections, helps out there as well. Um, so he's a guy that I didn't know you um, could say those words. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's again, if you're tied to any uh, local collegiate program, even one, even one way out in Newton, you still I think have an inside edge if you're a uh, uh, a Bruins player. But if you ask me before camp started, I would say Brown would be the guy there, and Beecher again give him more reps down in Providence. We'll see. Like I think. It's tough to really grade Brown so far because he only played that one game, got hurt, and really kind of missed most of that game. So if he's out there, and I believe he's skated with Anthony Richard and Justin Brazzo today uh, on Monday against the Flyers. So if he's can make an impact, again, just playing, what do you expect? It's the same with Beecher. If he's just uh, turning, you know, causing turnover, uh, making impact on the four check, winning face-offs, he's doing all those little things, and he probably has the edge over a guy like Beecher. I think the Bruins have been pleased with Beecher so far. Um, they still want him to work on his details a bit more. So if you ask me if 
Brown doesn't show up today, then I feel like Beecher's continuing to solidify that spot. But if Brown is as advertised, as much as probably Bruins fans want that that youth movement, I think Brown probably still has the slight advantage there. Yeah, it's tough because, again, you you mentioned it. Like, you know what you're getting from Brown, the two-way game, uh, you know, good face-offs. But at some point, it's like you just want to see one of those young guys stick, um, whether it be on the fourth line or third line. I don't mean like a Frederick. Like, Frederick's a given. I mean a guy that's coming out of Providence, uh, sticking, beating out an older guy. I just I love Beecher's game for what they want for for what they want down there. I like it. Um, you know, again, the next thing is making smart plays, winning your puck battles, um, things of that nature. But again, if Beecher does go down to Providence, it's not it's not over for him. <laughs> you know, right. it's not it. it. There's you know, there's still time. Um, my guess is he will definitely be up at some point uh, throughout the year. Feels like McLaughlin's kind of one who maybe you can pencil in as a thirteenth forward. Or again, like starts in Providence and works his way up. Doesn't feel like right. there's a lot of separation being created by him. Um, Heinen again, like Heinen had a good night on Friday, right? I mean, solid night and, you know, seems to fit in here. And a guy I think you could sort of plug in place uh, on the third or fourth line. It feels like more of a third line guy. Again, maybe yeah. my head's, maybe my brain's stuck in 2019, but yeah. Um, kind of feels like a guy that you'd put there again. There's a lot. There's still, even, even with Farinacci going down, the chase on gone, like there's still so many little battles. Greer is down there as well. So again, it's solidifying, but I think that's why these next three games are so massive or Monday night's game. Plus the next two belated to, to end the week uh, are so massive in sort of formulating this lineup. Um, one area we haven't talked about at all yet is on D. Uh, Mason Lowry, uh, another strong night on Friday. And he's another one, you know, him and uh, Patra seem to be kind of the two that everyone's focused on. You know, can they, can they, can they make it to the, do they make it to Boston? Can they stick full time? Uh, I think where Lowry's changed my view is initially coming in I, to training camp. I thought, okay, he's going to need a full year in Providence, full year to get acclimated to the pro game. And then we can sort of reevaluate next, uh, next training camp. Feels like, again, I don't feel the need to put him over any of the six that are there now. However, if there are injuries, wouldn't shock me if he came up in November or December or at some point during the year and sort of stuck for a bit. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think he has been pretty impressive. I agree. I don't think he's going to be beating out anyone for a spot out of camp. Um, but as you said, I think you looked at his skill set and how high his ceiling is as a 6-4 defenseman with that offensive playmaking. It's very impressive, but you hear about, you know, how he was during that very limited time with Providence last year. There's still a guy that only recently in the last couple of years switched over to the defenseman. Like he still has yeah. work to do in terms of filling out his frame, working on his D zone play. Um, this guy who's going to have the puck on his stick for ideally at the pro level, 20 plus minutes a night. Like this is a guy that still has to work on those things. But um, as much as I think we were expecting, like, you know, maybe slight flashes of that offensive playmaking and then a lot of like up, got some work to do there. there there's that's happened right there's been some turnovers stuff that again even the best defenseman in the league <laughs> shit happens when you have the puck on your stick that much yes but i think you, so you i love look when people it, are um, like oh they always turn the puck over it's like well they have the puck on their stick that much that's yes. what happens it's fast it game a, it is a game of mistakes but i i think you look at just some of the other uh smaller plays laura has had i think he's gotten more confident and better as this camp has gone on especially in preseason play he had that one move, uh, get, you know, more or less being his own breakout, going out behind the net, avoiding contact. Like, 
little stuff like that. We're like, all right, if this guy, we know what he can do in the offensive zone. If he can make those plays, and again, doesn't have to do that every single time. Doesn't have to be Paul Coffey, one of these guys doing it himself. But if he can make plays like that, shield the puck, not turn over, making the clean breakout passes, and then does what he can do in the offensive zone, which is you can see it pretty much every game. Uh, it's encouraging, right? And again, I agree that maybe he doesn't need a whole year in Providence, but, but hell, if you get to a point where something's not working out in your, the bottom part of your defense and Lowry's putting up 18 points in his first 22 games or something like that, or he's playing really well and is showing growth, then he becomes a guy that at the very least becomes a really intriguing kind of mid-season, late-season reinforcement uh, to your decor, which is great to have. So again, I don't think the Bruins need to rush him. This is a guy that he's not a project, but he's a guy that I think needs time given how unique his skill set is. But it's at least encouraging, I think, that instead of it being like, all right, we see the potential, but he's got – it's like Murky Love last year. We see the potential, but he's got a lot of work to do. <laughs> he's I, got I tons of time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, at least you're seeing a guy that seems like he's already taking a step and is making improvements uh, out of what the Bruins have already kind of mapped out for him. So he is a guy that I would not be surprised if he's in the mix just a few months into the year. Yeah, again, big guy, good stick. He's sort of raw. Like, I, I just, yeah. I, again, there's still a little bit there to sort of polish, but you're right. I mean, the confidence on some of those breakouts, it's like veteran stuff. That's 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 yeah. veteran stuff at times. And I think that's, as a Bruins, Bruins fans should be very excited about that. Uh, does not mean he needs to be up immediately. Um, and again, you don't, as we've said this a couple of times, uh, there's no point in having him as your seventh defenseman because you want him playing 25 minutes a night in Providence. You want him getting as much uh, repetition as possible um, at the pro game. So again, a lot of interesting prospects. One guy we've yet to mention is Fabian Lysel, who I, I find interesting. So again, Monday night's game, we haven't seen yet. We haven't seen that. They haven't showed us the script yet as we're recording, which is crazy. I, I was hoping they'd show us the script. Pretty, pretty rude. Yeah. About it. Can't believe the Bruins didn't send over the script uh, like we asked, but uh, DeBrusque, Coyle, Lysel were the lines this, uh, on Monday morning. So Lysel will play with Coyle and DeBrusque. Like one of Lysel's first times playing with guys that are in the top six. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am very curious to see how this goes. Um, what is he like? Is he a passenger? Is he assertive? Is he driving play? Is he making plays? Um, because again, feels like we're not really talking much about Lysel making the team and maybe going back to Providence and getting a little more season. But I still think a strong ending to camp is very, very important for him. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I think we're hitting a critical moment for all these guys, right? We've talked about Lorai Potra, this is probably his biggest test, maybe his defining one. Lysel's in that same boat. And uh, Jim Montgomery on Sunday pretty much rolled out two uh, different practice groups. One was, if you asked me before season, would be like your projected starting lineup for the NHL. The second group was all Potra, you know, these Providence guys, the PTO guys. And it's like, all right, is this a clear separation? And Montgomery pretty much after practice was pretty saying, yeah, like we're kind of sending a message like this is maybe is the two different groups like it's not over yet. But, you know, your guys are still on the outside looking in as much as you maybe have a good preseason game or two or a good practice. You have to, you know, 
overwhelmingly show that you can leapfrog some established guys to, to earn a spot. So I think you look at these two games, and especially tonight uh, against uh, Philadelphia, this is going to be probably the defining test for just this preseason for so many of these younger guys. I would not be surprised if the Bruins especially don't uh, practice on Wednesday, which would make sense after a back-to-back. Wednesday might be like the, the cut-down day, right? We get down to one group. I think Montgomery already said that they hope that Thursday, the final preseason game, will be uh, more of a dress rehearsal. They have most of the guys in place at that time. So we'll see how it all kind of pans out. But, yeah, this is going to be a critical game for a lot of guys, especially Lysel. If we know what his skill set is, we know what he can do. He's going to have more, as you said, talent around him tonight. Let's see if he can make the most of it. Because if not, if he's either a passenger or what have you, I have to imagine you're going to see a few of these guys start the year down in Providence, get assigned next day or so. Yeah, and again, nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that, but I, I still think that uh, you're right in that it's it's definitely that, that's beckoning um, in terms of uh, being sent down. One guy who I don't think will be sent down anytime soon, David Pasternak, two goals uh, on Friday night. He was okay. He was okay. We'll Pretty good. Brad Marchand was toying guys around. Good to see the same guy. Captain seated yes. hasn't changed him. Still just kind of knocking guys around. Um, and, and proving his, his impact again. I don't think anyone's going to question Brad Marchand's compete level ever. Um, nor should they, um, anyways, Connor, lots, lots to look forward to this week. It's a busy week. There's a lot going on. So, uh, what better place than to go read about it all over at boston.com and the Boston globe. I agree, Evan. Yes. We'll have you covered, uh, again, throughout these final days of training camp preseason, looking at lineup battles, all that good stuff, uh, over at boston.com. Uh, getting you ready for the start of the regular season, which is only a little over a week away. Thank God. So we're almost there, guys. Um, We're going to have actual meaningful hockey to talk about. We'll have you covered every step of the way over at boston.com. So please read our stuff over there. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at Connor Ryan underscore 93. Go do all that. And remember to go to support our good friends over at FanDuel. That's Connor Ryan. I'm Evan Marinovsky. You Bruins listeners have a great rest of your week.